Hello and welcome to the We Talk Nerd Podcast, where we talk about gaming, movies, TV, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Andrew. I'm Jared. And I'm Rob. And Brandon's out. He's on vacation, partying up. But we have you have us three, and we're going to start this by uh, probably discussing what we've been playing recently, right? So we can start with, uh, we start with Rob. What you been up to, man? Sure. Yeah, I've um, actually been playing uh, quite a few different games. I uh, finally uh, wrapped up Thimbleweed Park. Um, kind of took me back to some of the old school games I used to play, uh, like Maniac Mansion and uh, uh, Monkey Island. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely in love with Batman, the Telltale series. Um, the Telltale series always uh, is a great, you know, great series of games, and it really makes you make some terrible decisions. So. Uh, the new Batman series is, you know, is no stranger to doing that. And of course, you know, with uh, this being a Destiny 2 podcast, I've been playing a good amount Whoa. of the new Destiny 2 expansion. <laughs> um, I said everything nerd, not just Destiny 2. Come on, man. Uh, luckily, I got a good carry through the raid. And yeah, I yeah. will say that Mercury might be like the prettiest gaming environment I've been in. Um, it's absolutely amazing. And I don't know how much I can talk about it, but I've also been in alpha for a certain multiplayer pirate game on the Xbox. Oh, and okay. I gotta say, it's uh, it, it's legit. There's there's some uh, there's some real gaming potential there, and I I can certainly see it being a fun group game that people keep coming back to. There, there's a lot there, and we can talk about it a little bit later. So we're talking about the Ubisoft one, right? <laughs> That is correct. I know I'm, I'm I'm pulling your leg. I know. I know it's it's the Sea of Thieves. But you said it. I didn't. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you're perfectly fine. I, you got in the alpha. I can talk about it cuz I have I know nothing about it. Just the videos that we have out and I'm really excited for that game cuz it's a uh, you said it's cross-platform, right? That means Xbox players can play with PC players, right? That is correct. It is cross-play. Now, they haven't really talked too much about that and I certainly wasn't able to see it, but I can talk about some of the things that's kind of public knowledge. So it is cross-play. So if you purchase it on uh, Xbox, you can you know then pick it up and play on your on your Windows PC as well. Um, it is supposed to uh, support the cross-play, where you can have it on different ones. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, March 28th can't come soon enough. Nice, nice, nice. So we're just talking still with about what we've been, what we've been playing. So Jared, what you what have you been playing? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it never changes with me, but obviously just playing WoW. Actually, this past week, haven't been playing a whole lot in general. Just been busy with work. Um, but, you know, just trying to... It, get, it getting close to the holidays and stuff. People really haven't been around to do raids and stuff. So, uh, definitely haven't been playing Destiny. Um, really have only one person to play with now like per- personal friend wise obviously we got the uh the pixel pub clan and everything but um you know my it's slowing down though for sure like like you said just the holidays in general yeah i, th- I think it, it may pick up when school's out too with other people you know flooding into the discord server but i can see your your point because destiny is best played with like real life friends or your friends that you like oh, yeah. to play with yeah but then that's where our all your guys are in are in WoW, so yeah, we're we're trying to you know build up that core team, you know, put people in the right places where they're gonna 
where they're going to thrive and, you know, get get everyone playing what they want to play. So that- Yeah, organizing the guild. Yeah, that's that's your forte. And it's it's tough sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely got my hands full, especially with uh, my friends. All they are are a handful. <laughs> but when, when it all comes together and you beat that one boss or you can progress, that's when really, really makes everything worthwhile, you know? real anything else been playing like PUBG or um really haven't been playing PUBG that much um because i've just kind of been waiting on the 1.0 release um that i'll get into a little later uh but i think the servers are actually down right now for pc anyway um Hmm. for because they're doing maintenance to get ready for the release of 1.0 uh which is at 2 a.m eastern time uh on thursday so you know in in like five hours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we can go with more PUBG talk uh is how's the xbox one x version going um i i never bought it uh because i only really know two people like off the top of my head that have it um and i really just need to stop buying the same game for multiple uh <laughs> platforms but I did it. All, I did it once already too. Just recently, yeah. Titanfall two. Oh, I did really? it. Why not? Well, and there's a good chance too that you're going to see more and more PUBG players with the promo Xbox is running right now. Uh, if you buy a One X, mm-hmm. they give you a free copy of PUBG. But they they've all Blue Hole has also been talking about um, pushing for the crossplay with PC and Xbox. So. If they do that, then I just won't have a need for two copies. Um, but that's, you know, if they find a way to make it fair for, you know, both sides. Because, I mean, there's always going to be the mouse and keyboard to gamepad, you know, debate of it not being fair for, you know, gamepad players and stuff like that. Well, they mm-hmm. the new Xbox uh, release uh, added mouse and keyboard functionality, so yep. there is a possibility there that uh, mouse and keyboard could be for either platform. Oh yeah, but um, just to talk a little bit about the 1.0 release, in case you know anyone ha- hasn't been following or you know just don't know much about PUBG in general. So this 1.0 release is technically the official release of the game i know it came out like two weeks ago a week ago um but it still was technically you know a game preview because this 1.0 release um it makes it more of a full game it's adding vaulting so before 1.0 in the live game you just you know had to play jumping puzzle with really bad you know uh boxes (laughs) So now you'll be able to climb over stuff, uh, climb on top of stuff just by hitting spacebar. Uh, they're adding the second map. Uh, it's in Mexico. It's a desert map. Um, won't won't go much into about the map, um, but it's just it's totally different play style. I, I think, in my opinion than the other map because it's really hilly and the original map has a lot of uh open land a lot of open space um also 
at the very north end of the map there's a wall <laughs> okay <laughs> um but they're adding kill cams and they're adding more weapons like the winchester 94 uh it's like a pump action rifle uh, the DP-28, which is just a circle drum uh, gun. A circle, sorry, it has a circle drum uh, clip that goes on top of the gun. And I, I guess it's considered a light machine gun, but you can't put any attachments on it. And then the, huh. and then the AUG, which is the new crate airdrop, whatever you want to call it, exclusive. Um haven't got to use that the aug uh but it you know it has mixed reviews on its accuracy and stuff like that um but other than that there's new reticles and scoping they kind of updated the models of like looking down the eight times and the four times has a different reticle it kind of now blurs out a little more around the scope to you know make it more accurate of you know, aiming down sights and stuff like that. So it, it's really becoming a really good polished game that, you know, is making it look good as a, you know, released finished product. So is is it going to go up in price? Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not sure. Um, I assume it will be because usually when it goes from early access to released in, I, I know ARK did the same. But they usually warned people and said, "Hey, it's going from thirty to sixty dollars," and they kind of warned like two months in advance. Did they? Did you hear anything about that? If not, then it's probably going to stay thirty. Well, what I what I would think is if it was going to release or increase in price, they probably would have um, had that price at the launch of like the Xbox release. Um, you're right. It should be the same price. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, because the Xbox is a release version. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I, I just, well, I just don't see them releasing it for thirty dollars on Xbox, and then a week and a half later, you know, increasing it by twice the price. Oh, it's thirty on Xbox. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, I, I did not. I don't know that. Okay, I got you. I got you now. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. But, yeah, but so it's also say thirty. Considered the pre-release version too, so it's not truly one point on Xbox, or at least not until two a.m. Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought PUBG was going to be released into late access instead of early access, and so it's not still a new game or something. I don't know. They they can pull their own weight on Steam now since they're like one of the best or one of the highest purchased games which, in all history, right? Which. Yeah, Rob, you make a good point. Like, even looking on the GameStop website, the description of the game that's twenty nine ninety nine says "Game Preview Edition." Mm -hmm. so, ah, okay. So, so we right. we could see it increase in price. I I don't know. I don't. I really don't want to see it jump to sixty dollars because then I think they'll get. I mean, obviously they'll get a lot of hate for that. But mm -hmm. well, it'll be sixty dollars when it comes on the Switch. <laughs> for the switch yeah right i mean every game hopefully it will get on the switch because that just that system man but since we're talking about PUBG, maybe we should we should talk about dr disrespect what do you think rob sure sure um you know it's a uh, pretty huge news in the in the streaming world and um i think it would be remiss not to at least mention it yeah yeah i agree you know regardless how you feel about the situation um it seems like it's being handled 
by the majority of people in a pretty mature manner, uh, especially given the climate of, you know, what's been going on in Hollywood and, you know, in politics. So, mm-hmm. um, so just know. in case someone doesn't know if they're listening, what happened to Dr. Disrespect? What, what happened? So he appeared on stream uh, without his trademark mullet and uh, sunglasses. And basically for a minute and a half, kind of tearfully talking to the microphone about uh, needing to take some time away to be with his family and um, that he had been unfaithful to his wife. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that blew up and was all over Twitch uh, for the next couple of days. I think this happened last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been... Uh, you know, repeated and replayed pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, regardless how you feel about what he did or, or didn't do or, or whatever the situation is, it, you just hope that hopefully the family will, you know, be able to, to grow from this and, and move past. And whatever happens is, you know, in the best interest of, you know, those that are affected. And, and I do know he has a, has some, uh, has a kid. So, you know, the hopes is that, that, uh, you know, is that the kid's okay coming out of it. Right, right, right. So give him some time. He'll be back, I'm sure, because this is his trademark. Uh, he won He won the Streamer of the Year award, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll just give up Give up streaming. So he'll be back, right. but things, things will probably change. And, uh, you know, just give him some support, I guess, and give the family support at least, right? Exactly. Cool. And just at a human level. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the Switch. And I'm I'm reading this stat, but that's amazing. Did you who put this down here? Yeah, it's the, the Switch it's already sold. Yeah. How much? Uh, in Japan, which uh, this stat was because you know it's it's native release country. Uh, in Japan, has sold 2.9 million units. Um, we the Wii U had a lifetime has a lifetime of only 3.3 million in Japan. And it is on pace to surpass the PS4 sometime in 2018, which is at 5.7 million units in Japan. Um, to be honest, I'm not surprised. Like, the Switch right. is an amazing console. And you know, I, I didn't put it down, but I looked at the overall, like worldwide. But like worldwide, PlayStation 4 has sold like 70 million, and the Switch yeah. and the Switch is like at 14 million. <laughs> but I'm, yeah but that that's good that's a good start oh absolutely absolutely it is i mean if you haven't at least experienced what the switch is or what it does uh i would just at least go check out youtube videos like it's portable it, you know games are coming out for the system quickly a lot of indie games but a lot of a lot of surprising ones like doom came out for it right mm-hmm. Yep, Skyrim. Is, um, Skyrim came out for this. Uh, you know, these 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 developers are wanting to make the Switch a very good platform for for games on the go. Well, I'll tell you one that I think is going to be absolutely amazing, um, and they've just announced that it's going to be released at some point in time this upcoming year. No firm dates, but Dragon Quest Eleven is mm. on the uh, is in the pipeline. It was released uh, this past July on PS4 and on Switch. And looks to do the same uh, in the U.S. Uh, in 2018. Nice. Oh yeah, and good stuff. And it really shows you the hype around the Switch because uh, Google released their top 10 searches of 2017, and uh, PS4 didn't even make the top 10. Uh, just to give you an idea, the top five was 
iPhone 8, then the iPhone X or 10, whatever. And then it was the Switch, then it was the Galaxy 8, then it was the Xbox One X. And then the remaining five of the top 10 uh, were all other smartphones. And yeah, P- PS4 didn't even make the top 10. I'm surprised Xbox One X is up there. I think, I mean, I'm just hearing good things about it. I hope that it's with its premium mm-hmm. price tag, people are still, I think, of course, people are still buying it. But I just want to hear more good things about that system. Sure. Well, Andrew, you need to jump on the bandwagon. Jared and I are both Xbox One X pros. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, maybe I'll trade my, my original Xbox One. Sure, whatever you want to do outsider. $50, and then... Uh, I don't know. Right. Eventually, that'd be nice. That'd be I, nice. I still have my day one Xbox One, and I don't want to trade it in because yeah. when you trade in a, your Xbox, you have to trade in the controller, and I don't want to get rid of my controller that says day one 2013 on it. That's true. Maybe you can put a little piece of tape day one on another one and just <laughs> hand it in. I don't know. It's not the All same. Right. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> The Scorpio edition does come with a pretty nice controller, though. Maybe that you could cry into that when you're trading the other one. Mm. Maybe. I, Maybe. I'm all, Maybe. I'm all about collectible, man. It, like it's it's just the. I value. respect it. I respect it, man. I respect that. All right. Uh, before we get into make this a Destiny Two podcast, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> we want to. We want to. We want to get in some WoW news. I think uh, I'm always. I'm always up for some WoW news. Yeah, so um, this week uh, on Reset, which is always Tuesday, um, the second wing of LFR came out. So if you're a filthy casual, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you can... Just hit that button, get free loot, yeah. Yeah, you can now queue up for that second wing, which unlocks uh, three more bosses. So you now have a total of six of 11 bosses of the new raid available to you on the easiest difficulty like probably ever created in gaming history it is like i'm talking we're 30 man raid and like there's only like nine people actually hitting the boss (laughs) it's true um five people are one healer five people are like on the toilet three are warming up pop tarts you know (laughs) (laughs) but but it lets you see the bosses and you actually have a chance to get you know the same loot that you know other difficulties have and it has a chance to titan forge which could roll up to be even better than you know the harder difficulty versions um mm-hmm. i never liked that but anyway uh aside from that we have some allied races updates um not exactly sure when they will be available but they released well they didn't release it was uh data mind that to unlock some of the uh races it looks like you got to get exalted with some uh reputations so you got to be exalted with the high mountain tribe to unlock the high mountain tauren exalted with the night fallen to unlock the nightborn exalted with the army of the light to unlock the light forge strain eye and exalted with the argusian reach to unlock the void elves uh we still don't have any updates thus far on the dark iron dwarves and the zandalari trolls but i'm thinking that may re- uh, require quest lines possibly uh because you know the zandalari trolls they are going to be a 
like leveling zone for the horde um hmm. so so and I don't, I don't know about the dark iron dwarves i don't know if you gotta maybe go on a quest line to earn the trust of you know the dark iron king could be possible too like the black rock mountain like it could have something with the alliance side yeah i agree right. I'd be happy if the Horde just moved the uh, troll starting zone from where it currently is in Duratar to uh, Zandalar. I think that'd be very fitting. Which, that's the thing, like, um, does, when you are able to play a Zandalari troll, I'm sure your starting zone may be in, you know, one of, in the Zandalar area, Um which I don't see that that's the thing I don't know how it's going to work because these allied races they start at level 20. So it seems like they're not even going to have a starting zone. I, I don't know. It's it's all weird to me. I'll tell you that in WoW I think the starting zones were some of my favorite gameplay. Um that definitely the goblin area uh when that first launched and uh in Pandaria the uh the panda monk uh right. starting zone. It, it's so fun and you know, early on, you really got to capture kind of that, uh, especially for new players. I think, obviously, if you've got some uh, folks that have already leveled a few characters, yeah, they don't care about that 1 through 20 grind. But for most people, it's a magical new world. And I kind of I kind of dig uh, being able to go and, you know, see things from the very beginning. For these, though, it's, it's like a, almost a lore unlock because these people are dedicated. You have to get exalted, so you're putting a lot of time to unlock these things that you already know, these these um these races, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get into, let's say you you are a Zandalari troll, it better be on lore, it better be really good because oh, yeah. you put a lot of time in it. it better, it's a lot of hype involved in that. So I think they're gonna put a lot more into into that. Especially, I mean, I just have to say, looking at the Void Elves uh, perks and everything, that's that's crazy. Oh yeah. I, I don't know if you don't know this, but like that that one perk where it's like. Yeah, if you get hit with magic abilities, it doesn't matter. What is it? You know, what is it? it? Just no no interrupts, right? Yeah, so the Void Elves, I think a lot of PvP arena players will play the Void Elves because being hit by attacks or whatever does not delay your cast. That's so crazy how that that's an actual perk on a, on a race. But, right? hey, that's why we're moving to Alliance, so... <laughs> Um, and, and the thing, the reason I don't know if there's going to actually be starting zones for this is because it's not really to capture the new player's eye with these new, uh, allied races. It, because you have to have a character at level 110 or higher to unlock Mm. these races because you have to get these, these reputations exalted. So if you plan on leveling one at the start of the expansion or whenever they unlock my advice is to maybe subscribe back to wow a month or two before they release so you can you know grind that rep they may i mean you don't have to grind them all but say you want to be a void elf you know you need to come back and go do stuff on argus to get the rep with the argusian argusian i don't i don't really even know how it's pronounced but (laughs) The, those guys yeah the argusian reach um so you can get exalted so you can be ready to jump straight into leveling a void elf uh when they are released it's a good point by a good point yeah cool uh and other gaming news i see 2017 steam awards I've, i don't know what anything about this rob what do you got 
So the Steam Awards are usually a little bit different from your typical uh, Game of the Year awards. Uh, in fact, they're not even for games from this year. Um, they've got different titles, and they pretty much launch, you know, every day from now to the uh, to the end of the year. Um, like for instance, tomorrow is the Choices Matter Award. Uh, games are about agency, and this award is for the game that has it in spades. So basically, they put up a bunch of games that have a bunch of different choices to go through, and they put like The Witcher Three. Divinity, Original Sin, Life right. is Strange, The Walking Dead, and they're just taking some votes on that. So it's not even games that just came out this year, but maybe to kind of expose people to some games they may not have necessarily heard of. Usually you'll see some pretty big titles and then some that are maybe are not quite so big. Um, and these and are user, then, user score people vote for this? Is that how it this, goes? This or? is done by Valve. So they, uh, they put that out, and then, yeah, they collect uh, votes from the uh, community. Gotcha. Does that affect price at all or anything, or just... Uh, just just putting out in the front page. These uh, are the games know, that we thought of. You, you really never know. Um, I think a, a lot of it's just a way to get some advertising out there, stir up some interest in some like oldies but goodies uh, yeah. games that may have uh, you know slipped into the uh, backlogs or maybe just didn't get picked up at a particular time. So, um, so anyway, those start today or uh, tomorrow and uh, run through the end of the year. So uh, usually cool. some fun things uh, surrounding Steam, especially when the winter sale is right around the corner. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Steam, definitely, definitely. Steam in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what about that Half-Life 3, though? You know? All right, never going to happen. But any, that, any day now. Any day, any day. But speaking <laughs> of the backlogs, I know that this year has been an amazing year of games. Just stacks on stacks of great games, really. Uh, so my backlog has grown a lot. Anyone else's backlogs grown a lot? And like, do you have a list now of what games you're gonna play next? Because I do. Like, I I beat Mario. I was like, oh yeah, that's, a, that's an accomplishment. But I have games. I have Mario Rabbids. I want to finish. I want to finish. Uh, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda. I want to finish Titanfall Two. Like, just just the campaign. I I just have games. I have games I want to play. And lists are growing bigger and bigger. Anyone else? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Is it, I mean, it's, it's a sore subject for me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> we talked about this before. Yeah, because I made, I made my list. I started on my list, and I didn't get through the first game. Uh, and, <laughs> and I kind of actually completely forgot about it until now. Um, I, like, because I, I started streaming The Last of Us, um, and, you know, I had a buddy that wanted to watch because uh, he didn't want to buy it. So, I don't know. See, I'm letting viewers down. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, there's just so much that I want to get to. But So, The Last of Us is one of them. How many, any other ones you want to get to? Or? Oh, the, the list goes on. This yeah. list goes on, yeah. I, I know you're playing Ghost Recon there for a, two, for a second, too. Yeah. Did you beat that one? No, that game's actually kind of long. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. It, like, you would be surprised how big that game is. I've I've put quite a bit of hours into it, and, you know, I've only killed two people, two of the people in the uh, crime lord system. I don't, I don't know what to call it. But that I got a long way to go. That, that game is actually, like, really big, and it, it surprised me. <laughs> well, Jared, we want to support you in this list, man. Just post the list. We want to keep keep getting through that, man. All right. Yeah, yeah. I need to make a uh, post about you know 
Bla- Blaze's backlog and you know <laughs> highlight games when I beat them. And <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I it's, it's these games of services really for uh, just killing time. But Rob, how about you? Oh man, um, my backlog has gained sentiency and has uh, has a mind of its own now. <laughs> Um, I actually, I did a little exercise, uh, a little while ago where I took all the games I have, uh, have not beaten and had interest in still playing and, and trying to beat. And then I cross-referenced against the website, how long to beat. Right. Right. And then I made a spreadsheet to say, okay, well, how long would it take me to finish all the games? So essentially I'd have to quit my job <laughs> <laughs> and not buy any new games for probably the next two years to be able to right. get through everything. That's, that's so when are you starting, when are you starting that, when are you starting that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm handing my resignation anytime, but I think you'll be happy to know that I made this list on company time and did not waste any gaming time uh, putting it together. In his mind, you know, it's just, you know, it's all daydreaming stuff, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. I I see some lists, some games here, though, like like next games you want to play? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, having just gotten the Xbox One X, I I really want to take advantage of some of the things that are enhanced for it, so, you know, fun... uh, Assassin's Creed Origins looks amazing on there. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, actually, they uh, they've got a couple of different modes there. They have a resolution mode and a performance mode. It, it was a little clunky on the original release, um, but it's it's it telling that you have these games. You bought them last year, and you're like, oh man, the game's a little janky. It doesn't really run great. You get this new console, all of a sudden, it's breathed new life into it. To where, okay, Final Fantasy 15 is like playable you know, uh, in good, you know, resolution or in frames per second. So something that might have bothered you before is not really a problem anymore. So I really want to get into some of those, some of the ones that have been enhanced and uh, and brought up to speed. Mm-hmm. And nice. man, Witcher 3, a game that came out three years ago, just got an update for 4K and HDR. I mean, that's, that's some value. Those people are doing God's work. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, add to the list, Jared. No, the, you it, it, it's already on my list. <laughs> it's already on list. Yeah, I, and I have it down that I want to replay it. <laughs> it's only a game that takes about uh, 300 hours. I mean, honestly, like you, you put Witcher 3 down, that's already like 300, yeah, 300 hours. But it's like Witcher 3, and then the Witcher 3, the expansion, is probably another game as well. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and some of the best gaming there it's is, great. too. Oh, mm-hmm. so one thing about the 4K... Um, so I picked up L.A. Noir, uh, the remastered, because it's you know got the 4K going on with it. Um, see, I mean, it's probably just me, but like, I didn't know that it wasn't like completely revamped graphics. Like the the faces were still boxy, and like I probably should have known, but I was just kind of a little upset that like I was expecting like. 2017 4k graphics and it's not what it was yeah i mean i think it's just a every every single game has their own texture updates right i know you said witcher 3 got one so i know a bunch of others got some but la and la noir may have gotten well i think it just went i just think it went up in resolution um yeah you know that, that game was not necessarily a very pretty game to begin with it just had some really excellent facial animation but Right. I don't know. That's a, that's a cash grab. It's but then again, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Ellie Noir for like 4K uh, Xbox One as the epitome of 4K on Xbox One. Probably right. it's going to be something along the lines of Assassin's Creed Origins. 
yeah is sorry yeah that, that's on my that's on my list that so that's something see my list has even grown larger um just by talking about this so <laughs> i'm I, glad we could help i mean i bought the new call of duty when it came out i bought it at the same time as origins and I haven't even taken Call of Duty out of the wrapper. <laughs> no, no. At least play one game. Install it and play one game. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Uh, which it I, will happen. I bought it for PlayStation, so don't mm-hmm. have to don't have to install it. <laughs> okay, we're good to go. Good to go. So yeah, with the with those games in mind, and maybe just a little bit more time to play during the holidays. I, I'm not sure about you guys and your schedules, but. Maybe you have some time off to play some games. What what games are you be playing this holidays? Just those a couple of those games that you mentioned. I know I'll be playing Mario Rabbids a little bit more, and Destiny Two. Sadly, I'll probably be playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up on stuff, raiding, getting stuff organized. I, I can understand that. Grinding legendaries, that. man. <laughs> That's right. New new characters need those legendaries. Absolutely. Rob, you can just go to, you know, cover those some of those games that you mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Probably making some very tough choices in Batman again, uh, deciding who dies and who also dies in a worse way. So nice, nice, nice. No, making the right. tough decisions. You, you know what? I'm I'm going to make it a point that since the twentieth, I am finishing The Last of Us before January first. It's happening. There we go. And it's and it's a game worth worth finishing oh please have me on to talk about that when you do oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah sure looking forward to it man looking forward to it you also need to record yourself crying at the end too oh no and then post it i don't know uh it's gotta it's gotta happen it's gotta happen so did you want to cover some uh some card game stuff some magic the gathering stuff i know i had some eternal i wanted to get into that a little bit but rob what do you got from magic the gathering yeah, thanks, Andrew. It's just, um, I figured I'd just go ahead and mention it. I mean, it's kind of notable. They uh, they have what they call an experimental release right now for Magic the Gathering uh, called Unstable. And um, pretty much what they do with these, they, they do them every couple years or so. And, and they're not legal for any kind of tournament play. So mm-hmm. you're not able to take, you know, take them to Friday Night Magic or anything like that. But what they, yeah, well, no, I wouldn't even say that. What I would say is that these are very fun for absolutely ruining the game oh, and making it more fun in that way. So the mechanics that you get there is like you could take two cards and put them together to make, you know, new creatures. So for instance, the last game I had, um, you take what they call a host animal. So I had a host animal, which was the rear end of a camel. And uh, I had, you have what they call an augment beast. So I had a hummingbird that attached to the camel and made a hummingbird camel that I was able to fly and attack with. So... It's crazy. It's silly. It's a lot it's of fun, fun because it yeah. breaks a ton of rules. There's also games like there's also cards where it'll, you'll draw and it'll say, "Ask someone not playing the game to choose a character to be killed." Well, so you just you're just totally you just turn around, yeah. yeah, totally <laughs> getting out of the game completely. And there's one even that says, uh, "Go to this website and you know pay this mana. Go to this website and do what it tells you to do." And it's totally randomized. So. Uh, it could be either really good or really bad. Kind of a, uh, uh, I forgot what it was is Yog at the end of uh, at the end oh, of Earth. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of one of those things uh, going on. Actually, so, that sounds really cool. It, it was uh, fun. I did a draft with the with the usual folks. Um, uh, I have a gaming group that I play uh, games, board games at lunch with. 
Um, another game we played was Gloomhaven, which is a kind of a Kickstarter um, Dungeons and Dragons um, type of board game where you piece together maps from small sections of maps and you go through and have an adventure. Um, the nice thing about it is that they give you pre-generated characters. They give you spells and everything else already taken care of. So all you do is you just take it out of the box, you set up the scenario, and you're good to go. There's no there's no pre-planning, and there's tons and tons of gameplay in in that box. And, of course, you know, the inevitable flood of expansions will be coming any day. And it's ongoing, right? Yeah, it's ongoing. Um, it's Right now it has a, a specific end date, but you have something like 60 missions, and you can only play four characters at a time, and there's over 20 that you can choose from. Oh, yeah, it's it's like for for a board game in its lifetime, that's a lot of gameplay for a board game. <laughs> So, oh, certainly, yeah, yeah. So, you, would you recommend this for some D and D people, or some people that maybe like RPGs, or like, for instance, I know some people uh, played a lot of video games, but they never really delved into some board games. What would you say, people that would enjoy this type of game? So, if you like D and D, like I do, and you don't have time, like me, Gloomhaven <laughs> is perfect. It's perfect. There we go. There we go. Nice. So Jared, have you have you dived into any of these like D and D light games? I know we played a couple of them, but I know you you're a D and D. Do you do you actually uh, DM or someone um, else DMs? Usually, uh, Brandon's brother Andrew um, d- is our usually designated DM. I have a DM a campaign, um, but it was with some people that I no longer play with. Um, mm. <laughs> But but no, I I love to DM, uh, but no, I've never played any of these D and D light type games. Because to be honest, I only recently in the past year or so got into D and D. I always was like, that sounds lame. I don't want to play that. What? <laughs> and no, got into playing it uh, with, like I said, Brandon's uh, brother Andrew and some of his friends and i mean I, was, I really enjoy it so i wouldn't be opposed to trying some of these types of games and you know maybe i'll write the name of that one down and give it a try yeah so that brings up a good point i would uh, advocate for people that are interested in these type of games um you may not know it's there but somewhere in your neighborhood there is a gaming store um you may have to leave your neighborhood and go to the next one because your neighborhood's lame but <laughs> There, they will have people playing these games. And generally, if you have some interest in picking these up or learning how to play, or you just curious and want to just go look around, um, there's been a number of nights I've gone to the local game store here and just watch people play Warhammer. I don't have any particular interest in playing, but it was fun to watch people do it. And I didn't, you know, have any of the commitment of, you know, spending my own money and getting into the game. So uh, definitely recommend, you know, if you if you can put down the controller for a little while. You know, go to some of these gaming stores. Um, you know, it's a great social time. And uh, I tell you, board games can be a lot of fun. Nice. I totally agree. Just board games in general. Um, yeah, some some really, really memorable times with the... I know with you, with you, Rob, and your and our crew, we're just playing some, uh, some awesome board games. Oh, sure. Yeah. So before we get back in, before we get into Destiny, I'm saving Destiny two for last. You know, see, I'm just bring up the hype. Um, I just want to get into some fond holiday gaming experiences. Uh, I just, for me, I remember like when we, I have two brothers, and uh, 
it was it's the year 2000 or something like that when PS4 came out. We got our system for Christmas. We all played, sat down, like played this one time time splitters, this one game because we had the multiplayer splitter and just hours and hours in front of that, just experiencing that. And I remember that it's like so so very good as as a holiday gaming experience. Um, I also want to remember. I think I remember also getting a Dreamcast in the holiday season and then playing Sonic Adventures as our first game in Power Stone, which is also another great game. And you guys have any fond holiday gaming experiences? Go ahead, Rob. Oh, sure. Um, so I think the uh, probably my biggest one is um, this is going to really date me here. Uh, was getting a Nintendo for Christmas. Uh, actually, unwrapping the original. Uh, Nintendo system and nice. uh, and playing Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers uh, with my sister uh, was absolutely amazing. Um, I also Started. got the I also got Simon's Quest, uh, Castlevania Simon's Quest. So that was uh, that was pretty great being able to. I mean, it was at the time it was like, man, you'd have to go to an arcade and you know put these coins in, and you know you wouldn't play games that you could kind of persist with. It was always a very uh, you know very uh, limited time. Uh, type yeah. of engagement but with the nintendo you could sit and play for hours so uh that, that was probably my my favorite gaming experience on christmas you started started your passion for video games i assume like that started at all uh, uh as this you can uh, remember uh, uh i really don't want to yeah. go back any further <laughs> I mean, for me, for me, for me, it's like I can't even remember like the N sixty four SNES. I know I had them, but I don't remember it being maybe holidays. But I remember those being very good. Oh, oh. sure. The um the previous one I had a uh, in television. So I don't know oh. if you're familiar with that one. But... Nice. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that, and it's gonna be just whoa, like whoa, okay, crazy. Yeah, the Intellivision was awesome. It basically had a uh, a phone keyboard that you controlled games with and a uh this this little sleeve that you could pass game art over so it would be you know the one through nine and the zero at the bottom and every game that you'd play you'd slide in a new cover over and it would say okay well that's now moving the people and then you would switch a different game and be okay well that's now what you shoot with so huh. it was uh <laughs> it was a, it was a unique gaming experience and that's really what got me because um, my dad came home with it, and he and I would sit and, and play it. We played some uh, some classic games, um, uh, Galaga, or some right. Galaga like. It was a little shady on uh, on who actually owned the copyrights for things, but yeah, that was uh, that's where I got my start. So ever cool. since then, that's really cool. Really, really cool. I um, yeah, yeah. I remember getting the Nintendo sixty four for one christmas and then i remember also getting a playstation 2 um for another christmas and i remember specifically you know the setup of the playstation 2 was like you know you actually had to set up the initial console whereas like you know the nintendo 64 plug and play yeah put cartridges in (laughs) good to go yeah 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 um but i think you know the bet the time i remember the most is i got an xbox for christmas and i got halo yes and like that the ever since it had come out i always looked at the case like going to like gamestop or walmart or whatever and then like like just wanting that game and like just (laughs) just waiting and waiting and waiting 
and then like finally got it and like I, f- I feel like I played it nonstop until I beat it and like playing Halo kind of is what got me into gaming often so, like when I had a PlayStation 2 Nintendo 64 you know I played in small doses and you know got got bored a lot to be honest uh with video games and would just lay around the house when you know could be been playing video games uh, yeah this seems like you're you're at this comes from your fps point of view because this is why you love fps's maybe because of halo right well oh, man yeah. i tell you one thing halo had that was still hard to match was that couch co-op you really don't oh, see it yeah. in games nowadays and and it was so good and that's the thing like me and me and brandon going back to you know playing the xbox 360 playing gears of war co-op be- beating all of every single one of them together co-op like that it's good times oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah like just looking back simpler days you know i mean like i i don't know if this is around christmas but like one of my all-time favorite gaming memories was um we were playing Gears of War. We were on the last boss. We were fighting General Rom, and we kept dying and dying and dying because we were playing on a really hard difficulty. And um, we one time we died, and I screamed out an expletive, and his dad just had got home, and I got Brandon grounded, <laughs> <laughs> and and we and, and we couldn't play that the rest of the night. And oh, it man. killed us because <laughs> you're so close. That was the yeah. that was the end. That was the end. <laughs> and, and Jared still won't curse to this day. <laughs> uh, that's not that's not entirely true. But <laughs> yeah. nice, nice. I'm glad we got to share those because uh, you know holiday holiday experiences. You get to play some games. Uh, you get the system, new system. I'm sure people are experiencing that now. Maybe just get their new Switch or something, turn it on, experience Mario or Breath of the Wild or something. So they, they'll create their own gaming holiday experiences. All right. Now it's time. Drum roll for Destiny 2. Yeah. All right. So I want to call this this uh, new segment the salt and the light because there's a lot of salt. Oh, wow. And then there's the light of Destiny because it is true. Because there's Reddit is just pure salt. And then, in my point of view, I see a lot of stuff that's, you know, it's positive. It's positive. So, I, right now, The Dawning is out. The Dawning is a three-week, I think, three-week event. Uh, you know, some stuff changes. It's basically a winter festival, if you want to talk about it in Destiny terms. Uh, you know, the towers changed. It's got some snow. Uh, actually, they, they added some snowball functionality. There's, like, snowball pits, and you can grab a snowball and toss it at your friends uh, and cover them with snow. But also, you can... It'll, it's right, like throughout strikes as well, so you can see these snowball pits. You can grab a snowball and you can toss it at enemies, like a group of enemies, and it'll blind them and do damage. I have never seen that before, in at least in Destiny terms. Oh, wow. It's fun. It's it just adds a little bit of dynamic. It's it's fun. You know, adding something like this brings up spirits, and I, I like to see that. Uh, but for the salt, for the dawning, I want to say that there's a lot of dawning gear. And that's armor, cosmetics, ghosts, and ships and shaders that are locked behind another uh, engram type from Tess from the Eververse. It's not the 
illuminated one from from season two. It's actually another one called the Dawning Engram, mm. which you can only earn through dawning milestones and silver, which is silver is the the in game purchase money, real money for for this currency. Now here's here's something I have to say that you they're giving you this gear like you can actually earn this gear. Because they're giving you, uh, you know, events and milestones to earn this stuff, and of course that makes you want more. So that's why they got guys to push you to get more to use the silver. Um, in my in my opinion, I think you know as a business they they're doing that, but it is I can see people a lot of people uh, being very salty about it because there's a lot of gear being uh, locked behind that that specific engram. Hey Andrew, so, let me ask you real quick. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the armor uh, for this is this. Would this provide any benefit? You think in like a PvP scenario? It actually, PvP? will. Yeah, it actually will. Yeah, I can see the salt having a yeah. little bit of a little bit of uh, legitimacy. Oh, yeah. Because the idea, and this is this is crazy. This is actually a little bit. I, I actually want to drop twenty bucks on this game to get the hunter dawning gear because uh, there's two there's two things. Because I love the game, I want to support it. That's number one. Uh, number two is the dawning gear looks amazing. And number three is because of the stats on on the hunter gear. The hunter gear has a lot of recovery on it, which is rare to see recovery and resilience on hunter gear. Um, it has like I think you can get seven recovery, which is unheard of really in a in, uh, in hunter gear recovery. So yeah, I can see the salts coming from that. I, I do agree. And uh, but the dawning is in itself uh, something that didn't need to come out, right? They didn't they didn't really need to release right. it, but they did. And they're giving you free gear, some stuff that you can get by by just playing the game. Um, but a lot of stuff is locked by by purchasing, and that's just the it's just terms of business, in my opinion. So I kind of want to get into the light of it though, because the dawning with the dawning coming out comes out mayhem, and mayhem is a PvP mode that is amazing. If you haven't played mayhem, go play it because all all it is is pure chaos and fun. It's all supers and abilities recharge very, very fast. Spawn time is very quick. Once you die, you get you press you, you're instantly back in. Power ammo is everywhere. Uh, it's just pure chaos. It's amazing. Um, it, there's, there's actually a milestone where it's just, just for for the dawning. It says go play five mayhem. Now you get a free engram for yeah. dawning. So and then also what's crazy is that also covers another milestone. That you that you were probably going to already do for PvP, and it's done really fun. So you just you get so much gear just by playing Mayhem, which is which was great. So I, if you're if you if you play if you like Destiny, get in there, play Mayhem. Um, the tower looks very nice. Like I said, it's just changes for um, just for the looks of it. There is an ice ice hockey rink as well, so you can play ice hockey inside the tower. Oh my god. Yep. That sounds pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's a bit huge puck. You, you just <laughs> and you just you slip and slide over, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, like I said before, strikes have snowballs. Just go into a strike. Uh, just grab one of these snowballs and have fun because you throw it into the middle of a group of enemies, and they all just like get covered in snow and just walk around and blind, and you can just <laughs> destroy them all. Um, Let me mention real quick that uh, snowballs in video games have a, a place in my heart. Um, little off topic, but I'll be quick. Um, back in the WoW days, um, you would have the Anixia raid, where it would have a, a ranged DPS section, and I was a rogue, so I could never get in on that. So 
I would stock up on snowballs and throw snowballs at Anixia so I wasn't left out during the <laughs> range DPS phase. Did it do damage? No. no. <laughs> it just, it just <laughs> had an animation. I didn't I didn't I never knew that, man. I never knew that. That's awesome. I love I love that that fight. I didn't know I actually didn't even know that melee rogues didn't have a like a throw knife at that point. It's it, if you do, it's on a cooldown that it's not enough to, <laughs> to do. So. Really, really cool, awesome. Uh, and the last thing for dawning that I have is it gives you more stuff to do. It's kind of a sum up of what what I've discussed discussed before is that it gives you more free stuff for doing the stuff that you're already going to do. For instance, you know the first the first thing for the for a free dawning engram is you play five matches of mayhem. You also get an engram to finish your PvP shacked milestone. Then the next the next dawning it gives you another dawning um, milestone is that do just do five strikes, and then there's also guess what another milestone where you have to do three heroic strikes already. So if you do that, you get another um, powerful engram from from Zavala. So it's just more loot in general. So I like I like to think that yes, the dawning is out. There's there's a lot of stuff hidden by it. You know maybe it's a money grab, but it didn't need to come out to, in the first place. They're just giving you free free gear. So I like to think about that, and it's a lot of fun. Um, let's see here. Uh, there's some other news. You can get a Sagara, the ghost shell, actually the, her ghost shell. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's and cool. it's very, it's a grind. You have to forge all the weapons in the lighthouse, and unlocks unlocks it for you. I don't know if I'm interested anymore. <laughs> it's a but it's a very long awesome. grind. And it's really awesome. It gives a lot of perks. Like it's an exotic, it's an exotic shell. You earned it. Um, I think it's like telemetry for all, you know, all stuff from Mercury has like special stuff. Um, but and and of course, it looks very unique and amazing because it's Sigara. Is that am I saying that right? Sigara. I understand who it is. You're talking about yeah, yeah. the. Uh, you're talking about Osiris's ghost. Yeah, Osiris. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. Okay. Um, and then uh, I just want to plug our Destiny Two community because it's growing. Uh, like wildfire, uh, I can estimate. I, I lost count, so I can I estimate th- thirty five hundred and growing very quickly. Uh, it tells me a couple things that we're doing something right as a community, and people are flooding to find people to play with, and that Destiny is still popular. It's a popular game. Um, so if you need a clan, visit pixelpubgaming.com, go to Wrath Incarnate section, and uh, join today. All right, nice. So we want to talk about uh, some uh, some movies right here. So we've got some Star Wars: Last Jedi. We can't did go that without that. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. And uh, with no controversy, right? No, no, it is a perfect Star Wars movie. Uh, let's move on, right? Yep. So yeah, all right, hold on. All right, great. I, um, <laughs> so since Brandon is not here, I will, right. I will say that he was disappointed in the movie. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, what you think? I I liked it. I I can kind of see where he was coming from and why he was disappointed. Um, so really, well, should we discuss spoilers or not? I say no because I, I guess it's yeah, not that time I, frame. Yeah. I well, let's give a warning and people can decide for themselves. Well, I, okay. I I agree. I think we should maybe give a spoiler warning now that we may spoil some things now that you should stop or skip now that yeah, we're spoilers. Pause now. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Go watch the movie, then come right back and press play again. (laughs) Agreed. So let's discuss. I really want to discuss this. He was disappointed that it did not feel like a Star Wars movie. 
Um, mm-hmm. It it had a lot of cheesiness, um, like to the the humor, I guess. I don't know. Which I I mean I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I I liked the movie personally. The we I went with um, one of my buddies and his wife and my nephew. And my buddy and his wife, they they said they just flat out didn't like it, <laughs> uh, which blew my mind. Yeah. So I mean, right now the the Rotten Tomato score, if we wanted to go by that, is that the critics are giving it like ninety three, whereas the 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 user reviews are pretty low. And I think that's coming from a lot of you know Star Wars fans. Obviously, like everyone wants wants to be a Star Wars fan. They've seen it. All the episodes are coming to this one. They're expecting a lot. Um, so really, I think this... I, I have to agree with, with Brendan, too, because I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I disliked it, which is weird mm-hmm. to me. So, like, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable talking about, like, major spoilers, but I feel... But we like- kind of were in a warning, so yeah. I think we're okay. We're good to go. Well, I thought... Okay, there's no way that Snoke is at, like dead, dead, right? Like I think he's dead, dead. Like he, what's, I think he's dead. What's dead. the point? Having him in the movie in the first place, he died. Yeah, that, that's also another disappointing thing. But I think he 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 was looking wrongly into into his into Kylo's future, which he obviously didn't predict. And then Kylo obviously did the you know did the deed. Um, but I I think he's dead, dead. So, what I would say is, you know. The, the reason I think he could not be completely dead is the theory that he's actually uh, Darth Plagueis and he is known to be able to cheat death and that, you know, in his little monologue or whatever, he said that he knows Kylo's every thought and everything. So he already knew that Kylo was going to cut him in half. So he planned ahead and already knew he was going to cheat death again, and he's going to come back in the last movie. <laughs> no, here's the thing, though. I think that he's dead dead because Kylo is now the the big bad guy, and they have to cut out a big, a big, yeah. a big bad guy so um, to, to maybe focus strictly on Kylo because they're going to they're gonna focus strictly on Kylo and Ren now from the, from the third one. Yeah. They have to. Because it it's a trilogy. Just kinda- I'm going to... I'll throw out a little bit of a, a point that I haven't really heard come up too much. And that's primarily that Star Wars is old now. It's 40 years old, right? That's when the original came out. Mm-hmm. So to move past this, there has to be kind of a tearing off of the Band-Aid. You know, it's, things are going to change. And you can handle it like George Lucas did with the prequels, which universally no one really liked. Or you can try to ease people into it by bringing in the things you love and then killing them in front of your face and introducing you to new people. So I like that it basically acknowledges, hey, all this stuff is what Star Wars was, but what Star Wars is going to become can't be that anymore. I mean, you don't want to see Luke Skywalker run around fighting because... I think most of the CGI budget went into making him a believable sword fighter. Um, and that's not a spoiler because he is in the trailer doing that. Um, the um, So I, I just think it's really important to know that or to, or to point out that Star Wars has to go somewhere. And 
as long as it's shackled with Han Solo and Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker, it's always going to be just the continuation of those original trilogy. And you got to look at it broader. You know, where is it going to be in 10, 15, 20 years, you know? But do we really need a theory to make an enjoyable movie? Like, they should have yeah. just made a... I, I think they just could have had more Star Wars. Like, like Jared said before, is like it wasn't Star Wars. They could have made it more Star Wars. It could have had more lightsaber fights, more force powers, more of the whimsical nature of what Star Wars is, but still put that theory in there and, and make it and kill people off and make, make it, um, you know, move past all of those previous things. I think they could have done that all in one. Uh, I, I just, there's some things I really just dislike, like the, the entire Finn and Hope parts. It, it, it resulted to nothing. Does that make sense? Like they went and did and tried to do this whole, this whole uh, plan, but they didn't get to anything. That That's what Brandon complained about. The uh, casino scene felt useless like there was no reason for it yeah it was it was was completely useless i mean the entire part i don't remember any link between that maybe i don't i don't know any link between how that's their their importance in that whole entire uh movie i i think that literally all the casino scene was kind of like a i took it as a political statement about was it yeah I actually think, I think, yeah. About I how the rich only don't really care about really what's going on as long as they're benefiting. And, you know, they'll supply both sides. And, yeah. hmm. I actually I didn't think about that. I, I can see that, but again, even with that, it's, it still makes it yeah. a little disappointing. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and like, like I've talked, like I said, with Brandon about, you know, it, they could have, you know, done some kind of something like that in maybe the, like the standalone Han Solo movie, like where it may have fit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, wow, what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be. I have a little bit of a distinction of that. I did see it twice. So the first time, I walked out really conflicted. I wasn't, you know, quite sure exactly what I thought about the movie. Um, how it ties into some of the other things that, you know, you're talking about, like the Han Solo movie and all that. Uh, but watching it the second time, I got to say, I liked it a, a quite a bit better. Hmm. And that's because I wasn't really trying to decipher everything. I'd already kind of thought through some things. Just and absorbing it. And I, yeah, and this one, I just kind of let it, you know, kind of wash over in it. And uh, I think as a standalone movie, uh, it really does very well. Um, there's not a slow moment there. It, it keeps going uh, at a breakneck pace. Um, there are problems with it, and I think those are kind of funny. I mean, Poe Dameron makes a ton of mistakes, and he lets a lot of people die. <laughs> and if this was a truly cleaned up, you know, you know, everyone did everything the proper way, then you wouldn't have these things to complain about. You know, people have to make mm-hmm. bad choices, and there has to be consequences. I mean, you could say, okay, well, whatever, you know. Uh, Finn and Rose did, and and uh, and uh, what what Poe did didn't really amount to anything. But if you think about it, they suffered losses. They, a lot of people died. You know, there was, you know, you you felt dread because, you know, the, the resistance is just messing up left and right. How are they possibly going to get out of this? And without their scenes, you really don't feel. I don't. 
I don't think that kind of uh, that kind of pressure or that kind of suspense. Yeah, I think the whole chase uh, scene is adding suspense. But let me let me throw this theory out there. Why didn't they just? Why didn't the order just send out another call to their other fifty thousand stars star destroyers and say, "Go ahead of them and destroy them." Why didn't Gandalf fly the eagle to Mount Doom? But that's I mean, not there's... this point. That's not the point. I just want to say, like, yeah, I just this, there's just a lot of things that I I'm missing out. Um, at least the, that chase scene just seems to be dragged on. Dragged yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I think you could say, you know, Mad Max Fury Road, which a lot of people love, and I'm certainly not comparing the two as being equal. Uh, that was a very long chase scene. I think there might have been a bit of influence there. Hmm. You know, keep the action going, keep the pace going, keep the tension up. Because as long as that's going on, you know, there's there's concern about the well-being of everyone involved. Hmm. And it has the coolest scene in any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, you know what we're talking about, right? Um... Lightspeed. Oh. Lightspeed arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I enjoyed it. It's I, so I silly. It. It's so it's stupid. Silly. But it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. It looked it looks pretty amazing. Yeah, I have to say my favorite scene that the whole that whole movie uh, is when Kyle and Red were fighting together. That's great too. I oh, thought it was that, really that really fight good. scene was so good. Yeah, I thought it was really really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm seeing the will of the people expressed in our chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't. Some of them don't love the spoilers, so I'll leave it up to you guys whether we keep going with it or not. Uh, of course, you know yeah, it, that that will happen. But we gave a warning. Apologies, apologies. Oh yeah, our hands so, are clean. So, uh, bright. What is this coming to Netflix? Yeah. So, um, so bright is a movie um, produced uh, or directed by David Ayers, uh, who directed Suicide Squad, and it stars Will Smith. So both of those are red flags for me. However, the universe is set in something that really closely resembles Shadowrun. Um, which is a kind of a futuristic fantasy cyberpunk type of uh, genre. Um, there's fairies and orcs and uh, magic and and alongside you know machine guns and lasers and you know police brutality and everything else. So the combination or the fusion of all these different uh, types of um, entertainment media are, are really interesting to me. And it is uh, pretty pretty hyped right now. Uh, you'll be able to watch it for free on Netflix. So uh, no real pressure in, in checking it out to see what you think. Um, that said, I'm, not, uh, you know, I'm really hoping for it to be good because I'd like to see more of these type of movies. Um, Shadowrun is something that's kind of close to my heart, and I think it's a, uh, uh, an awesome genre. Um, and, and you can already see some of it kind of coming around with Cyberpunk 77. Uh, being put out by the people who made The Witcher Three, mm, so you yeah. know more of this. I'm happy. I would I would like to see you know even more. Yeah, I've seen cool. the previews for that, and I I'm just kind of it it does have my attention, um, but it's I mean it's not a huge priority for me because I I got so much stuff to watch. It's just like my backlog of games. I have a backlog of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, awesome. I think we discussed a lot thus far. It was a lot of a lot of nerd stuff. Uh, if we won to get into twenty questions, it's up to you guys. Uh, Rob, if you have a game, we can start this up. Yeah, I've got a game. I'm looking to chat. Uh, oh, see if uh, they're ready to uh, to make some guesses. So yeah, fire away. All right, chat, please. Me, 
we're guessing a game. Rob has it. Let's start out with, is it, uh, have, is it released after 2000? Yes. Okay, so fairly new? Fairly new? Uh, yes. Okay, cool, cool. One second. I, I want to make sure I keep up with how many we ask. Um, is it after? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, is it part of the new gen consoles like Xbox One, PlayStation? Um, it is. Yes. Nice, nice. All right, all right. It is a well-received game. Yes. Okay. So high, high marks. Maybe just just get down by console. Yeah, that yeah. way we know. Mm, a, there's not. Although many, there's, there's a lot of cross-platform, yeah. Well, it, is this game a console exclusive? Like, is it a, an exclusive to a particular platform? Yes, it is. Ooh. Okay. So we we should we should rule out Xbox. Because they don't have any exclusive. <laughs> no, they have some, so it's possibility. But I, I think I think we just go down by uh, by either the Switch or PS4. Is this a place uh, PlayStation Four exclusive? No. So it's probably a Switch exclusive. I mean, we could ask that. Is this a Switch exclusive? No. What? Hi, PC then. Because I don't think it's an Xbox. I mean, it it could be. I mean, there there were a few like exclusive Xbox One games on release. I guess so, but again, again, like the you said, current gen. He said we said current gen console, Rob. So yes. is do you, do you do you consider a personal computer a console? No, I do not. Okay, so it is the last one. So it's we don't have to ask the question. So it's probably an Xbox exclusive. What, um, I don't think it's a, was it released with the x was it released at the same time with the console no hmm yeah i mean there's only really one like there's only a couple uh yeah do you have guns in this game yes okay i think that's a good guess lynn uh we could go with that but uh we have to keep uh, keep bringing wait, it down yeah yeah um are there? Is this a franchise? Are there multiple games in this? No. Okay. Guns. Not a not not multiple games. So there was not one slated then uh, in the future. So we're just saying like there has not been and it never will be, or just one game itself. Or did you? Calculate well, that, Rob, you know, or... that's, that's hard for me to predict whether or not there'll be uh, right. you that's know, true. an additional that's true. one. But at but the not, moment, not one slated, yeah. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Hmm. That's a good. That's a good question. Uh, Lynn's, Lynn asked, uh, "Is it? Is it in third person?" It is in third person. So it's a third person shooter. Well received. We're assuming Xbox, but who knows. I, I I assume that's the only console out uh, that, that we haven't that we haven't discussed yet. Um, um the publisher's not going to help me because I mean there are a couple only a couple of publishers, but I don't know the publishers that do the third person shooter uh, exclusive X Xbox. I wasn't. It's really weird that it would be exclusive Xbox. 
I kind of want to ask the question: Is it exclusive to Xbox? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. And and how many questions we have? I think we're at ten now, right? We are. That was eleven right there. Okay. Okay. All right. Hmm. Third person shooters. Well received. Xbox. Huh. That's that's really that's a that's a mind mind scratcher that there. I have no idea. Although, uh, although I mean, you play a lot of Ghost Recon is one of those, yep. like sort of division ish that sort. But they're obviously Cross. not exclusive. Yeah. Um... I mean, it could be top down third person shoot 'em up, or it could be behind third person shoot 'em up. That's that's a different type. Or we can go in like the world itself, like what what's in the world, like is it zombies or whatever, oh, yeah, um, enemies. True. Although I'm not really sure what to what to ask there, Gears of War. That's a good, that's a, that has well, to be it then. There no, Gears of War. There's multiple. There's like five. You're games. right. One, two, three, or five. Yeah, you're right, Lynn. Yeah. Ooh. Um, is this top? Is it a top-down shooter? No, it is not a top-down shooter. So well, it's third. Yeah, it's like a third-person behind behind your back shooter. That's exclusive. I think I got it. Uh-oh. I think I got it. Does it have to do with um time? I know. I mean Oh, sorry. Okay, I guess that's maybe That's kind of a tough question. I mean, does time pass? Yeah, but I don't think that's Oh, really you're you're really Oh. You got me on that one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um basically I'm thinking yeah, I'm thinking that it's thinking. a quantum, quantum break. break. That's what I'm thinking. It's Quantum Break. So, I mean, That's a question. Uh, I mean, the idea, the plan is like, if we if we guess it, are you on the rules that if we guess it, we lose? If we guess it wrong, we lose? No, no. Okay, I'm, is I'm it Quantum guesser. Break? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Quantum Break. No way. It has guns. It's a third person. It's got everything. Uh, we. It's got everything. Only, it's exclusive. Only thing I can think of is it Sunset Overdrive. You got it. Oh, oh, nice, man. That's literally the only other game I could think of. Oh, that was really good. Really good. Speaking of really good, Sunset Overdrive is really good. I uh, I actually threw it back in and played a little bit last night, um, just thinking about it for this podcast. Um, Man, that was such a good, good game. Um, And you're right, not many exclusives on the Xbox. But, you know, that was a huge one for it and so much fun. Yep, and I it's another another to add to my list of um, games that I want to play. I do know that yeah, I've never tried it, but I do know it was a couple months ago I think they said that a Sunset Overdrive two could possibly happen, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be an exclusive. Well, and it probably wouldn't have been by Insomniac Games, who mm-hmm. they're working on the new uh, Spider Man game for the PlayStation, so that'll be exclusive on that side. Right. So and, yeah, because I think they said. Uh, you know, but as long as they get the right publisher, so mm-hmm. yeah, and I think Microsoft did a lot to hype it up. Um, it's it's one of those that kind of fits in that early Xbox One, you know, release window, but didn't you know wasn't a launch title. But you know, it's a really funny game, uh, tons of variety, huge open world, and you get to like skate around like a uh, Jet Grind Radio. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I want to play it more, or at least beat it. Uh, eventually awesome 
great episode, everyone. Awesome episode. And uh, I, I, I think I want to revisit the Star Wars spoilers. I mean, we gave proper warning. We washed our hands of it. We gave almost like a 30-second warning of that we were going to spoil it. And then people coming in it, like right away, yes, if we if we just discussed Star Wars just a little bit, you probably should have outed yourself mm-hmm. uh, out, of the, out of the stream, you know? So I guess apologies for that if it was too early. But again... I think uh, we gave proper warning too. Well, let's be fair. There's Star Wars spoilers all over the place right now. You you can't go on the internet without tripping over it. So, you know, apologize if you're offended by it. But truthfully, let's yeah go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not a awesome. fan if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> there you go. There it is, right there. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And uh, if you're listening to this in either on SoundCloud or iTunes. We really appreciate it if you hit the like or give a five-star review. It helps us, motivates us to do more content like this, uh, and we really appreciate it. Um, uh, if you want to visit pixelpubgaming.com, that has a lot of information regarding uh, I mean, basically everything we do here on our community. We talk about Nerd Podcasts, The Wrath Incarnate, Destiny Clan, the Bad Mama Jamas for WoW Guild, and uh, all of our information in the crew page as well. So if you want to visit that, it's pixelpubgaming.com. You guys want to give uh, your information out? Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pimp the guild. So a uh, member of Wrath Incarnate 3 on PC. You can find me there as uh, Froham. Um, I play on uh, a couple different platforms under some variation of that name so uh you know keep an eye out for me there and uh, shoot me a message if you want to pair up and play something in destiny and as always i am tbmj underscore blaze um we uh are still recruiting for the world of warcraft guild uh we are in the pixel pub discord uh if you have all channels active just kind of scroll down towards the bottom you can find us there um <laughs> But, you know, we, we, we're we small right now, um, but I encourage anyone who is looking to, you know, get back into WoW or try WoW for the first time, um, you know, come along and be part of the footprint um, that we make the Bad Mamma Jammas into Pixel Pub. Just send me a message. Yeah, and these these guys are tons of fun. I play with them in Legion. I mean, they... I. I... I promise a good time with these guys with raiding, and they they got their stuff together, especially for for leading raids, uh, even up to like heroic or mythic level. So, cool, awesome. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Jared. And I'm Rob. See ya.